You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 154. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I am your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome, my friend. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. This is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Now, today I have a special episode for you. Today's episode is an interview with Pat, a successful Freedom Group member who lost some really significant weight. Pat was a member of the Freedom Group for about a year, and this past year has been a mentor in the Freedom Group, helping other women with questions and struggles and giving them support right alongside me. She earned that position. I want you, as you listen to this interview, to hear Pat's story and see if you can relate to any parts of it. Hear her story about raising a pretty large family and learn what she struggled with for a long time. She was essentially last on her list for most of the days that she did her mothering. I want you to listen and hear how far she's come and how she felt about herself then and now. What a difference. Pat, maybe like you, is someone who tried everything and finally was able to make permanent major changes that now feel natural and easy. And how in the beginning, she didn't believe in herself because she had fallen down so many times. Luckily, what Pat did was borrow my belief in her, which allowed her to do this program, the Freedom Group program, and the Eat, Think, Love program within the Freedom Group, and that's what let her lose her whole eating problem. All right, now settle in and let's listen to Pat. Hi, Pat. Welcome to Weight Loss Made Real. I am thrilled that you're here today and you're going to talk to me about your experience with your own struggles and your own successes and your experience in the Freedom Group. Well, thank you for having me, Cookie. I'm, I'm really happy to be here and excited to share with your listeners. Thank you, Pat. What I'd love to start with, Pat, is if you could just bring me through the past and tell me a little bit about yourself related to your weight and your dieting history, what you've been through. Well, I come from an overweight family with a history of diabetes. Uh, I was a fairly normal weight uh, until I married and started having children. And then with uh, each of my seven pregnancies, I gained weight and didn't lose it. And at my highest, I weighed 245 pounds, and I'm only five foot three and a half. That's uh, it's a lot of extra weight to be carrying around. It stresses your body, and not to mention what it does to you emotionally, but also to go through seven pregnancies and have seven children is also a lot to handle. And that's kind of amazing that you've done that. Yes, it, it wasn't always easy. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the understatement. So during this time period when you were getting pregnant, having babies, gaining the weight, 
and you got up to your all-time high, what were some of the things that you struggled with regarding your eating, your emotions, your habits? Well, I, I used food uh, as a way to comfort myself. I, I never had any time to myself, as you might imagine, but I always had time to eat. And so it was my comfort uh, when I was anxious or upset. Uh, it was also the way, you know, we celebrated. Uh, I cooked all the time, uh, as you might imagine, with all those kids. And, you know, I, of course, tasted. We had family gatherings. So it was always being, you know, food was always celebrated in my house. And, you know, of course, I was always triggered by the uh, foods around me, uh, TV, snacks in the house. Uh, so I just, I struggled for 40 years with gaining and losing weight. Did you say 40? 40 wow. years. Wow. And so some of it was the stress of the situations that you were in and that time of life. Some of it came from your background. As you mentioned, your parents were heavy. Were there also things that triggered you to eat, such as habits or emotions? Oh, yes. Especially the triggers. I had gone to work when my children were older and I sat in an office and a few feet from my desk every every single week there was a huge box of donuts and that was my big downfall was donuts all my past diets i could get through and i would look at those donuts and i would resist them but at, right after work i would drive to the nearest donut shop and pick up donuts cuz you know i was white knuckling it and i just would cave in every time right so those those donuts were a huge trigger for me so after staring at them right next to you all day long, even though you held yourself back, tied your hand behind your back figuratively, but then by the time the end of the day came, you would cave and give in. Yep. And it was, I know it sounds crazy, but it was like my reward for being so good during the day that I didn't eat. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, we've all done that. We've all done that. We're patting ourselves on the, on the back with one hand and feeding ourselves what we don't want to eat with the other hand. Yes, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense now, but, uh, but somehow it did back then. And during this long period when you did struggle with your eating and your weight, were there emotions that pushed you over the edge into eating? Oh, sure. When I was depressed or upset, you know, and with, you know, having so many children, there's always chaos. And it was just, you know, something was always going on. And I would, I would grab food whenever it, it was around, whatever it was, sweets or salty, crunchy, something always would appeal to me that would calm me down, I thought, and help me get through the next, you know, catastrophe. Right, right. And, you know, I would imagine in that moment when you had all the chaos around you and you reach for something to eat, that temporarily it did at least distract you from whatever was going on. It did. And, and I even ate when I was happy. You know, if, yeah. if, if, you know, if one of the kids did well, you know, hey, let's celebrate. Let's go out and get ice cream. I'll make a cake, uh, you know, whatever. It was always, always food. Uh, everything revolved around food. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to lose the weight. You wanted to get rid of this, these habits that you had, and you tried different diets. What did you try in the past to lose weight, to change the habits that you had? 
Well, I tried Weight Watchers. I tried Nutrisystem, South Beach. Uh, I tried diet pills, cabbage soup. Uh, I was on a low-carb diet. I, I did starvation. I was on 800 calories a day. I joined a gym. I went bicycling. I bought a treadmill. Wow. <laughs> I, and everything on TV, if I saw it and I thought, you know, it might help, I, I would buy the product. Right. So you, you probably had your brain kind of always on automatic looking out there and catching a little phrase that would give you hope that you could get out of this cycle. Yes, absolutely. I'm guessing that that struggle and trying to find a solution took up a lot of space in your brain. <laughs> it, it was so hard because, you know, it was all consuming. If I was on a diet, I, I couldn't think of anything else. And of course, that was never sustainable. You know, you cannot, you can't fill your life up with something. You know, when you have a life to live, you need to have the freedom to think and counting calories and watching every single thing that went in my mouth. I just, I couldn't do it. Not for very long anyway. And I would imagine that self-care during this period when you were raising seven kids was pretty low. Uh, it, it was pretty much non-existent. I was always the last, and that's how I cared for myself, only with food. I, I really didn't do anything for myself. I didn't buy myself nice things. Uh, all, the, you know, all the money in the house went to uh, feeding and clothing the kids and getting them what they needed, but I was always last. I see that, and I relate to that so much myself, and I see that so much with our Freedom Group members, is that it's a struggle to learn how to put yourself near the top of the list and give yourself what you need that has nothing to do with food, because I think we're, we all feel guilty when we do that, like we're being selfish. Absolutely. Especially with kids who are depending on you and needing a million things from you to consciously say, no, honey, you have to wait. Mommy needs this probably would have been really hard. I couldn't even imagine that concept of taking care of myself. And it, it's unfortunate because you're, my children were watching me and, you know, my girls were watching me and they saw mom not ever taking care of herself. I was not a good example to my children in, in taking care of themselves. Did you think at all about the children as one of your motivations for wanting to lose the whole eating struggle and lose the weight? I honestly didn't have the mental space to think about wanting to be healthy for my children. But I do remember feeling badly that I couldn't keep up with them. I wanted to be healthier so that I could be more active with them. But I didn't give it a lot of consideration that I wanted to be a good example to them health-wise or that I wanted to live longer. To me, I just, I felt that I couldn't keep up with them the way I would like to. I felt kind of ashamed that they could go out and play and do things and, and I couldn't really be with them in that way, uh, very right. actively. As the kind of mother that you wanted to be. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel about yourself during this period of time? I mean, you were obviously mothering to the best of your ability and you were a wife and you ran a household and you went back to work. You did a lot of different things. How did you look at yourself? How did you feel about yourself? I was so ashamed of myself. I was so ashamed of the way I looked. 
I felt like I was different, like I was broken. I felt like something must be wrong with me. I don't want to bring up bad memories for you because I know you feel so differently about yourself today. But I think it's helpful that you're sharing the impact that the weight and the eating and the habits had on you and how you showed up in the world. Yeah, it it was uh, it was a, a painful time in my life. I I don't think I was ever really very happy. You know, I just was trying to get by day to day, and you know, but I was so miserable with myself. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want people to see me. You know, and when you have seven children, it's not possible. You have to be out there in the world. <laughs> yes, um, you do. <laughs> Yeah, it it was so it was so painful uh, that time in my life. Okay, so you did your best. You kept searching for a solution, right? I did. I did, did you ever think about just giving up and just saying, "Okay, this is just who I am. This is my body. This is where I'm at. This is it for me." I gave up like that after every diet, but I always had this glimmer of hope that there was something out there. There was some magic pill. There was some secret diet that nobody knew about uh, that was going to work for me. And I kept thinking, other people lose weight. You know, why can't I lose weight? But there was always that little glimmer of hope. That's really, really a good thing that you didn't give up on yourself. Because I think when you give up on yourself, you're not living fully the life that you could live because so much time and energy go into thinking about the issue. So you heard about the Freedom Group. What was your initial reaction? Obviously, you still had hope. I did. I started listening to your podcast. I had Googled, you know, weight loss at the beginning of, uh, you know, of the year in January to, you know, make another New Year's resolution. And uh, like I always did, it was always lose weight. And so I thought, okay, here I go again. And I Googled and your podcast came up. And I had never listened to podcasts before, but so I started listening and you just made so much sense. So I had a little hope that I could be successful, not very much, but a little bit, it was a sliver of hope, but I was afraid to tell anybody because they had, my friends and coworkers had all heard about my countless diets. So I was too embarrassed to say guess what? I'm starting another one. Right. <laughs> but I told myself, I've already tried everything else. If this works, it's totally worth it. And so, you know, it wasn't a hard decision for me to join the Freedom Group uh, because I knew in your podcast, everything just made so much sense. So I wanted that next level of learning. So you knew it was a different approach. You knew it was not going to be, here's what you should eat every day with an exact eating prescription. Did that make you hesitate, Pat? Because I know you were so used to diets, which do tell you what and how much and when to eat. You know, that's such a good question because I had two reactions. One was I was really nervous thinking I could make my own diet. No one was going to tell me what to eat because I wanted to hear what do I need to eat? Tell me how much of this and what of this so that I can get this weight off really fast. But the other side of me, it really gave me hope because with every other diet, the things that I loved to eat, you know, my my coffee creamer that I love, you know, the donuts that I loved, you know, birthday cake, you know, those weren't not, those weren't going to be off limits for me. And so it gave me hope. I thought, well, 
gosh, if she's not going to give me a diet plan, maybe I could actually do this. Maybe this would be sustainable because I, I knew I couldn't stick with another diet plan for very long that kept me from all the goodies that I loved. Well, I like the way you thought about it. And I like the way you considered what was possible for you, what was realistic for you. And, you know, listen, we all wish there were the super simple solution and somebody who could just look at you and say, okay, eat this, do that, you'll be fine. But from years and years of my own work and my research, we know that that's just not the way it works without changing how you think. So you learned about the program, Pat, which covers how to eat, of course, like a natural eater, how to think and manage your moods and your thinking so that you don't run to food, and how to take care of yourself, which was new for you. How did you handle the whole process? Was it hard? Was it challenging? What did you think as you started to go through Eat, Think, and Love? Well, it, it was challenging, but I was completely committed. I tried to make every call live, or I would listen to the ones that I missed later on. I did all the lessons. I listened to every podcast multiple times. I had slips. But during the process, you really taught me some important lessons about not beating myself up and not to give up, you know, because it's all part of the learning process. So like everything else we do in life, you know, we have to learn. And I really trusted you. Uh, you, you gave me this confidence in you that I just believed you. And I thought, I, I can do this. She, she says I can do this. Um, <laughs> so I, that, that self-care component was totally new for me. I looked at it as being very selfish, but you wisely pointed out at that, and something I had never realized, that I was giving myself self-care. It's just that I was doing it all with food. So exactly. I knew I had to make that. Yeah, I knew I had to make the change. I had to replace that and give myself what I really needed that wasn't food related. So yeah, that was a huge component for me. So it sounds like for you, it really began with a decision and then a really strong commitment. And I love what you said about not really having the strong belief in yourself in the beginning, but you did what many of our people do, which is you borrow my belief in the beginning until it becomes real for you. That's so true. You gave me what I didn't have. You had that belief in me. And, you know, I only had a little sliver, but I was so confident that, that you knew what you were doing that I, you know, it, it was so revolutionary to me, this whole Eat, Think, Love program that I just, I believed it right away. And I was on board fully from day one. Wow. And you really also committed to making this work. I know everybody has lots of things to do. We're all busy, but somehow you committed to doing a certain level of work for yourself, no matter what, right? To make it happen. I did. I, I ended up putting myself at the top of my list. Um, which is something I had never done before. And I thought, this is too important. I didn't find you till I was 65 years old. And I realized I need to do this and I need to do it now. So I became my my project. I became number one in in my life for the first time. And, and I knew that I was not going to give up. I am just thrilled that you had the ability, even though you had been through so much and had so much failures, 
I'm so thrilled that you had the ability to commit to yourself and make yourself a priority because that's part of the challenge I think that a lot of people face. I'm busy. There's so many demands on me. You don't understand. I have to take care of all these people and my job. But when it comes down to it, either you take care of yourself or you're in trouble. You know, you suffer in some big way in addition to walking around with extra weight. Yes, absolutely. It it was such a, a, a huge turning point for me to be able to say, I am all in. I'm not just going to be a spectator anymore. I'm going to be the, the number one focus right now. This is for me, this is for the rest of my life. And so many things, you know, I realized I, I would sit at my desk and I would work through lunch and never get up, never move. And I just completely did a 180 and realize, no, you you can get up, you can take breaks, you can take a walk, you can do so many things rather than just ignoring your own needs. You know, I, I became important and it, it was a huge turning point for me. I love that phrase that you just used, I became important because you were still you and you still had your own work and your life and your family, but your perspective about the importance of what you needed to do for you changed. And part of what's so important that we teach is looking at your thinking. And I think you're such a good example, Pat, of now being able to see your own thinking. Thank you. Yes, I I, I don't turn to food any longer. I think about it. And if something bad happens during the day, if I start feeling negative, I, you know, you've taught me, take a step back, look around, see what happened that led me to those feelings, start thinking about things. And, and then I don't turn to food anymore. I'm able to deal with things logically rather than emotionally. Exactly. And I think what you just described is how we take a habit apart Instead of just forcing yourself to do something, what I love is that you gained the understanding of what made up the habits you had and what control you had within those habits to do something different. Like it's that fork in the road where, you know, you had a bad day. We all have challenges in our life. Just because you lose weight doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges, but you have a challenge. You're at the fork in the road. And instead of just automatically reaching for something to eat, you now know how to insert that pause and look at what's going on inside your mind. Yes. Yes. You, you gave me those tools uh, all along the way. It was, it, it was just a revelation to me that I could be a person, a natural leader who didn't automatically turn to food every time something went awry. I I had other opportunities to make myself feel better, to get myself from being depressed or when I was excited, other things to celebrate. But it was just such a, a, a huge personality shift for me. I'm still me, but now I can deal with people and circumstances and food isn't even involved. I love that. I mean, you've really, really done an about face. So what's different for you? You've kind of talked about the generalities of what's different for you, but can you think of some examples in the way that you eat now, or you just talked about how you manage your moods. You talked about making yourself more of a priority. Can you think of some more examples, Pat, that show us how you've changed? Well, I'm finally happy with myself. I'm confident. I have this freedom. 
that I never had before. I was so weight obsessed and diet obsessed, but I have joy during the day. I have become a natural eater. I stop eating when I'm satisfied, uh, which that didn't happen before. Um, Even if the food is delicious and it's still on your plate. Yes, yes. I I enjoy it more now. Uh, That's the crazy thing. I thought you had to eat, you know, until you were sick to your stomach, uh, you know, if there was something really delicious. But now I realize I enjoy food so much more when I'm hungry and I enjoy life so much more when I stop, uh, when I'm at a, a satisfactory point, when I'm just lightly satisfied. I can enjoy the rest of the day. I can get up and walk around and look forward to my next meal. You don't get to be 245 pounds without loving food. I still love food. I yes. still I still love food and it's but it's so delightful to me that I can leave food on my plate and and not feel the least bit sad about it or which in the beginning I did but everything changed for me and I you know I still look forward to my meals every day I you know I plan a lovely beautiful meal and I thoroughly enjoy it but I thoroughly enjoy pushing the food away and saying, okay, I've had enough. And I walk away. That's so changed for me. And it sounds like it feels peaceful, not like a struggle, right? Oh, right. No, there's no struggle. I never thought that would happen. I always thought my struggle would be lifelong. I'm still learning. I don't want you to get me wrong. I still learn from an occasional eating too much or eating something that I wish I hadn't. But I've learned, don't bait yourself up. Just take a step back and learn from that mistake and say, okay, now I'm thinking about this and I'm not going to do this again. And, you know, so the next time comes up and I'm prepared now. So you do not feel deprived. You don't feel like you have to restrict yourself anymore. No. And that was, that was also huge. I had terrible deprivation uh, feelings when I would diet before. But when you make up your own plan, which is how you guide us, you teach us to eat the foods and start and begin loving foods that love us. So there's no more deprivation. I'm choosing what to eat. It's all my choice. I'm the one in charge. So there's nothing to rebel against. There's no deprivation. If I want something, I know I can have it. But if I'm not hungry, I just know not right now. I'll have it later when I am hungry, when I can really enjoy it. I could not have explained that better myself, Pat. I love that. So I don't know if you want to share this or not, but I remember the story that you shared recently about a class reunion. Would you mind, and you don't have to, but do you mind talking about the difference now and the difference years ago? Yes. You know, I, I went to a 50th class reunion recently and I felt so good. And I really, I was proud of the way I looked. You know, I went, uh, moved around the room and I had a lot of people commenting on how great I looked. And I had a gentleman that pulled me out onto the dance floor. So I was, I was a bit surprised and he was twirling me and we were dancing and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, who, who is this person? (laughs) And at the end, he picked me up in the air. And, uh, you know, when I got over my shock that I had been put up into the air, all I could think of was, wow, somebody actually could pick me up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I love the visual of that story. I could just imagine the look on your face. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my eyes were as big as saucers, but, but there was also this very happy, smiling face thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I felt, I just felt pretty and like I was a new person. Uh, yes. And, and in a sense, you know, you are still the essence of you. You're still Pat, the Pat that everybody in your life loves, but it's almost like you're transformed into this better version of you. You know, you are so right. I, I am. I'm the same. I'm the same person, but without the baggage, without all the struggles and the, the negativity. But the, the person, it was like there was a person in there trying to get out. Uh, you know, that wanted, you know, enjoyment of life and wanted to travel and wanted to take hikes and wanted to get outdoors and meet people. And that person is out now. <laughs> yes, I love I love the stories that you share. Now, Pat, I know you've lost quite a bit of weight. Do you mind if I say the number? You can say the number. I know you've lost over 60 pounds and have maintained it for over a year. Is that pretty close to accurate? Well, I'm actually down 70 pounds now. Wow. Uh, I, I had originally lost, I think I lost about 50 pounds in the first nine months. And then I lost 10 more and I was able to keep it off for a significant amount of time. And my body just kind of leveled out. Right. And then something happened <laughs> this year, the beginning of this year, it was another slight shift. And I began enjoying more vegetables, just enjoying different foods and uh, not afraid to venture out a little bit more. And my body once again has started losing weight. Uh, and so I'm now down 70 pounds. So it, uh, without really trying. <laughs> it's kind of funny and kind of unbelievable. And I'm just just so impressed with you and happy to know you. And I will share with our listeners that we've been so lucky that for the past year, Pat has joined, has been a part of the Freedom Group team, and she has been a mentor for the team. We've been thrilled to have her on the team and thrilled to be working with our group and helping encourage them and support them. And I think, Pat, by you sharing your stories it really helps everybody see what's possible. Thank you. Yeah. I wish everyone could feel the freedom that I do now. You know, I, my heart goes out to all the, the people out there, all your listeners that are, are struggling and they're in the same position that I was in for so many years. And I, I wish for them the, the freedom and the joy that I have today. Any last thoughts or advice for the listeners, Pat? Yes. Don't ever give up on yourself. You are worth this struggle. You are worth it. Every minute you put into this, put yourself at the top of the to-do list, not at the bottom. And don't be in a hurry. That's the other thing. I was always in a hurry to get to that end point, but there is no end point. It is ongoing and it's a lovely journey. So make those small daily changes, but don't give up on yourself. Beautifully said, Pat. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for having me, Cookie. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Pat today, and I hope you got a good idea of what the process is like that I can take you through to make permanent change. Now, the Freedom Group is about to open very soon for new members. And this time, during our enrollment period, we're offering a number of really good bonuses. 
So if you've been listening to me for a while, or maybe you just started, and these little coaching sessions resonate with you, I know that you will love the Freedom Group. So make sure you get on the wait list so you can know the dates we open and grab those bonuses. If you're listening to this episode in real time, we are in holiday season right now. And I know that you might be thinking, I just don't want to think about this now. I'm busy. There's lots of parties. There's lots of events. There's lots of eating to do. I'll think about this after the new year. But you know what? That's what you always do. You can always think of a reason to wait and put off doing what it takes to change. And when you do that, what you're really doing is putting yourself off. You deserve your time and attention right now. We start after the holidays, but sign-up period is very soon, and I don't want you to miss it. All right, my friend, I hope that you're inspired and hopeful after hearing Pat's story, because if she can do this, you can too, and I can show you how and help you get there. I hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and your overeating habits step-by-step until they both become something you used to do, because I know, and you know, that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.